What's up, everybody? How are you? How's quarantine going? Are you going insane? We are. Uh, you probably are a little bit. Give yourself that permission. You have the space. No one's judging. But to help you get through that a little bit, we're going to have another fun conversation today. We are going to talk about the one and only Nora Jones. Nora Jones, as we found out during this conversation, has a huge impact on our career via weird connections along the way. We also talk about the Netflix show Floor is Lava. Boy, is it delightful if it's what you're in the mood for. And then Aaron and I talk about how a haircut turned into an emotional breakthrough. A lot, uh, lot of stuff in this one. I just want to prepare you for it. Also, uh, I, I got theme music. I've been talking about it forever, but I finally did it. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I hope you're staying well. If you want more stuff like this, please check out our Patreon. It is the best way to support us during this crazy time. Just go to ojeremiahtalks.com and you can subscribe to get more podcast content. Or if you want even more, we are releasing um, exclusive music, demos, all kinds of stuff. Just go to ojeremiahtalks.com. It's really, really helpful. So, okay, here we go. New theme music. Let's do it. Oh, Jeremiah Talks. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I want to get together. Yeah. We're rolling, babe. We're after it. We're going, we're going for it. Okay. I'm not Quick even note. sitting down yet. New I'm theme song. jumping in there. New theme song, and I'm really proud of you for it. Okay, well, let's go ahead and start. Let's go ahead and talk about the theme song. I think you did. I know we're all thinking about it. <laughs> I think you did a really great job with it. Can we talk about my meltdown with it? I, I feel mean, like that. I feel like that would be helpful. For and me. how you secretly recorded me. Uh, okay, well, let's just break down the whole. You theme had your song. look on this face like it was Christmas, and you were like, "What's that thing that you say whenever we leave the apartment?" And I was like, "I don't say anything. Like maybe buy apartment." And you're like, "No, no, no. Like get it together." And I was like, "Oh, like let's get it together." Because you say that. Every day. Do I really? You say it all the time. And it, like whenever I was, re- I secretly, the, st- the theme song needed something. It needed you in it somehow. Yeah. And I set up my phone and I hid it off to the side. You were in here working on something. And you had a very sneaky face. And I had a sneaky face. So I came in and I asked you like, hey, what's that thing you always say? And you were just like, I've never said anything in my life. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, when we leave the apartment, you, you're like, I don't have an apartment. What are you like, t- like you, were, you could not have been on a di- more different wavelength. It's like you, I knew something was up. You knew something was up and you were looking at me. Apparently, I had a, a look on my face and you, you didn't trust me. I had a secret. I always have a secret. Um, but I tried. I've been trying to come up with a theme song for the show for bo- three weeks, probably. I was going to say three weeks. And I keep, I, I like I would show up sitting in the chair come up with the theme song and every time it was awful it wasn't awful it was just it just wasn't right it wasn't right and the reason why is because i didn't know what right was and you pointed out something you were like the the way i ended up on the right theme song was you go you've done this for a lot of people like i've done i've made like podcast themes for other people and you do it in 10 minutes like, why can't, is on it on the first try on the first try? Is it because this is yours and you're like overthinking like what yours should be? Mm-hmm. And I think that that was more like a zoomed out life lesson of 
I got way into my head and I started overthinking because I like put all this pressure on myself and all that other weird classic classic chur classic Maya. So I just I as soon I after I got done being mad at you for um, not celebrating my terrible theme song, the one before this one, uh, I came back and I was like, you know what? She's right. Which is if you're if you're with someone for a long time, it's often like that. And um, I, I see I see your haircut. And, I'm not trying, but to... I feel like you're not like you're not even hearing me. You're just like God. This haircut rocks. No, here's what happened. I I just uh, worked out for the first time with my haircut, and I don't know what to do with it. That's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. I'm I'm anxious to get that new product that she shared with me. And I also since I got it colored, I feel like it's gonna be more manageable. We're definitely gonna get to your haircut that I love. That um, when it, apparently people come to porches to do haircuts during a pandemic. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that. So uh, I thought it would be really fun to talk about one of your first loves in music. And we just did a cover that we're going to release probably next week of the one and only Nora Jones. So I, I guess this is where I'll start the theme song for. Let, let's just go ahead and play the theme song. So you grew up loving Nora Jones, isn't that right? It's one of my first albums I bought was, well, no, my sister gave it to me, Come Away With Me. It's kind of a little presumptuous of me to even cover her. I probably shouldn't do that. In Too what late. way? Yeah. I just feel like she's like one of the greatest artists of all time. Oh, interesting. Did Isn't you know it? that she didn't write that song? I still think she is. No, no. Like that, I wasn't trying to discount her greatness. I just... You when you hear that song, you're like, no one else could have written that song. Come away with me, or don't know why. Don't know why she didn't write that song. Okay. Yeah, her guitarist did. Yeah, but the way she plays keys, like I'm pretty sure she did a lot of the instrumentation on it. Yeah, and it's just interesting that she made that song so much hers that like I can't picture someone else having written that song. Yeah, that album came out when she was 19, right? Is that right? I'm pretty sure that's right. That's bananas. I do know she was a student at uh, North Texas. She was yeah. in the jazz band at North Texas, mm-hmm. which when I was a jazz major in college, that was like the dream. And she ends up moving to New York City, makes this album, and then just international, like biggest album ever. Like when people still bought CDs, I think it was like one of the biggest selling CDs at that time. Yeah, it went nuts that was her first album yeah I remember when I was in high school I was in seventh grade when that album came out and she won like eight Grammys for it and I was in show choir which was the last class of the day and it was, she came out the same year that Avril Lavigne came out and Avril Lavigne had uh, she did yeah and I remember because of this story so I remember Skater Boy and Complicated were that year mm-hmm and this girl in my show choir class, which is like the class where you dance, um, entered the classroom shouting in seventh grade uh, voice, who the F is Nora Jones? Avril Lavigne deserved that Grammy. Oh, yikes. And I think about that when I think of Nora Jones because that like cemented in my brain. Yeah, she sweeped that year. She she totally swept. Rightfully and what's funny, so. seventh grade me was like, yeah, Avril Lavigne totally deserved those awards because I didn't I wasn't old enough to appreciate you know, yeah. Nora. Whenever I was in uh, I took piano lessons in college because I had like a really nice teacher that it was come to think of it. That was just like 
so generous of her because I wasn't a piano major, but she still let me um, take from her. And uh, she's like, what do you what do you really want to learn? And I was like, oh, I'd love to learn a Nora Jones song. And I ordered the sheet music for that album. And it is so like that is such a um, you need to just learn this by ear thing, because like the rhythm in reading jazz piano is really complicated. Yeah. And it's a feeling more than it is like a knowledge of music. Yes. And I wasn't able to like bridge that gap. And so like we I learned like the first like 10 measures like they're putting whatever. And it was uh, it was so hard. And I was like, yeah, we can just work on something else now. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I was a classical guitar major for two years before I ended up getting to Southern and switched to jazz. And even like the way people approach jazz as a genre of music is like so different. And it's like you spend classical like learning all the rules. And then when you get to jazz, you like learn how to make all the rules sound like they never existed or whatever. Um, and when I listen to Nora Jones, it's interesting how she is so approachable, even though she is that thing. She's been going live since quarantine like almost every day. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't follow her. I guess I should. I follow her on uh, Facebook. Okay. And just about every day, you know, they throw in your face what you, like, react the most to. Right. And I've, like, watched almost all of them. And so I see every time she comes on. Do you feel, like, the need to click it and, like, tune in? Uh, It's not, like, a need. I just, I mean, I want to. Yeah. No, well, I mean, do you, like, the urge? Not, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, she's, she just seems really, like, chill. And she shaped your voice a lot. Like, yeah. when I hear recordings of me, I think uh, Blink-182, because that's what I grew up singing. Yeah. And for you, it's like Nora. Yeah, and it's like, it wasn't one of those albums passed down. Like, so I got it from my sister, and I listened to it, like, every day. And, oh my gosh, I remember... I was in ninth grade when I got, like, my first, like, I got dumped pretty aggressively. Um, and I, <laughs> Wait, what does is, what is an aggressive dump look like? Like a text. And, oh, and that, is a, that, is, that is just brutal. With the sidebar, I want to know what it's like to date someone popular instead of you. That was in the text message. No, that was just, like, a follow-up conversation of, like, why did this happen? Oh, that was a follow-up email after this horrible, <laughs> horrible text message. Yeah, he was basically the worst. Um, but anyways, I, that was the first time that I'd ever had my heart broken. Like, like I, I hadn't, I mean, you're in ninth grade. You don't, hopefully I wasn't like quote dating before then, <laughs> but I was like 14 and I was like devastated because whenever I fall for someone, it's like really quick. It's all in. It's not like half hearted. Right. And so I can attest, I was like so devastated and I would just like cry and cry and cry and the first week after he broke up with me I would put my Nora Jones CD in my um CD player I even remembered what it looked like like the the gray little speakers the size of it was perfect for like a little cubby of one of my of my big bookshelf my my dad built this like ginormous floor to ceiling in the shape of like a like a 2d house bookshelf does that mean am i describing that right as in two-dimensional 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just make sure yeah. that's what 2D means. Is that yeah. right? I think so. Okay. So picture, it was like a bookshelf in the shape of like a house. You know oh, no, that's a 3D. Okay. Yeah, 2D is like a flat surface. Okay. But it Miniature, laid flat maybe? against the wall. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm picturing yeah. like that scene in That's why I'm trying to say 2D because it like it didn't jud it it didn't have the dimensions of a house. It had the dimensions of a bookshelf in that it was up against the wall. Okay, well let's go with 2D. I feel okay, like we're anyways, getting caught. And it was white, beautiful. Anyways, he built that for me when I was like really little. And so they each little cubby was about the same size and I remember my parents got me this nice CD player that I really wanted and to listen to my Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra on and it fit perfectly in this little cubby and I can still like picture it it was like right to the right of my papa's on chair my room was just just very Aaron like very nesty whenever I was a kid sure and um so I would hit play on that Nora Jones album every night that week that I got broken up with and my mom would stay in my room with me until I fell asleep and then she'd go over to the CD player and turn it off for me like but that sound, but what's crazy is that like when I listen to that album, it takes me back there to that time a little bit, but mostly like that album just like I think is so timeless that it can take me anywhere to when I listen to it. It feels like it came out yesterday because we listened to it on the road uh, one time. We we got nostalgic and we played it, and it fits just as much in the landscape today as it did then. It is. How be, can someone do that? It's amazing. Because it never fit. You know, it it didn't fit the landscape then. It, it doesn't fit it now. And in that way, it does. Like, it's it makes just as much, much sense now as it ever has. And I think her voice is timeless. Her voice is so timeless. Too, yeah. Yeah. So, I had always wanted to learn how to sing one of her songs and so before you met me me and one of my friends at the time like we're kind of joking around playing it he played it on guitar and we kind of worked on it together and I remember he and his now wife came home with me one weekend in the summer like a summer from college and they came to hang out with us and my family was like oh my goodness all of y'all are musicians like y'all should like play together and so we like played the Nora Jones song and my I remember my aunt Breda was like you sound really good on that. And I was like, I like laughed it off. Like, yeah, okay. Right. And then, um, and then I met you just like a month or so after that. And it was like, you heard me sing that again, jokingly. And then it's, when did it become a regular part of our cover set? Well, so let's back up a little bit. What? I, we met, I, I wanted you to sing with me and you told me, I'm not really a singer. I kind of did it in choir, but it's not. So, I would never call myself a singer. Right. And then you did your quote jokey version of Nora Jones. Why would I do that? Did I just casually sing it? Yeah, and I didn't understand what the punchline of the joke was. If it was a joke, and I remember thinking the joke was you knew the whole time you were a singer, mm. and the joke was, "Haha, I got you, fooled you. I, I just... you took your mask off, and you were Nora Jones, or what? You know." I don't remember the context of let me just sing this for this guy I barely know because I do remember me and the friend I was talking about. We did perform that at an open mic night one time. So me and that same friend yeah. were doing a different performance at the open mic. And he was just like, oh, we could do Nora. Mm. And then y'all rehearsed Nora. And then I ended up not doing it. And then you decided it. not to do it. And yeah. I was like, this 
person just lied to my face. I know. Sorry. But I remember when I hear that song now, it's no longer Nora Jones's to me. It's yours because it has, that was the most important performance of it in my life. And I know for you, it was whenever you got mean dumped via text (laughs) message and it like had that emotional thing to you. Yeah. Um, But I just, that song has such like a mysterious power to it. And then when you sang it that night, it was, it had a huge impact to me in a way that she never did because I was never, it was never the right time for me to, yes, it was never the right time for me to just like fall in love with Nora Jones. Whenever I sang it, were you like, oh, that's that chick that won all the Grammys that year? Yes. Yeah, that's funny. And then I revisited her catalog and she has a song called Chasing Pirates. I was about to say that. We used I to cover that. I think it's on the album after. It's Come either the one after or, the, or a couple of I think of it's after. on the album The Fall. I could be wrong. But I remember thinking that song was amazing. And she had, that record was really cool. It was like five the BPM. Bass part, the bass line in Chasing Pirates is insanely yes, good. It's just, it's just a great, great tune and next thing i know i'm like down a rabbit hole of Nora jones and feeling silly that i was arguing on behalf of avril lavigne when i was in that's show so choir. funny i mean you were 12 so it's okay well is that how old you were in seventh grade yeah you, add five add five to the grade to 12 so i was 17 wait explain it <laughs> explain it add add five to seven and you get 12 my and, uh, so my brain starts, just shut down you start with first grade you add First grade, you had five. five to one. So you're how old? Sixth grade. What? You're six years old. What just happened, babe? Are you joking? You're being so, serious. So if you're a junior in high school, that means you're in 11th grade. How old are you? 11. Roughly. No, 11 plus five. Jeremiah, this is not a 16. funny bit because no one can see your face. So everyone's just genuinely concerned you don't know math. So I do. Uh, I it's do. around the age that you are. So I this is a quick story about how bad I am at math. So bad. I do these I online. I think it's clear. <laughs> no, I know. I do these online workouts, and they do this thing where you do push-ups, and uh, here we they, go talking about push-ups no, 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 again. No, 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 here no we I, go. Pro- I promise this is not okay. uh, to brag about how many push-ups I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll let's say I do ten push-ups, and then he goes. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start, and then you're gonna start at home, and then I'm gonna start, and you're gonna add those numbers up every time. And we're doing like 10 push-ups, 11 push-ups, whatever. And right off camera, I have a calculator so I can keep up with how many push-ups I'm doing. Whenever oh, it's, baby, I know, serious? it's so pitiful. It's that so pitiful. That is so sweet. Yes. So like I ha- I can see myself on the camera and I like si- slide it off to the side and I'm just like 11. But I want you to talk about. 11. <laughs> I, I want to I just reiterate again how much I don't want to talk about your push-ups. Okay. So I'm doing sit-ups. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nice. Oh, that's that's a really funny thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we, rec- wait. Yeah. So we started the band together after you heard that cover. Honestly, and that song is a lot of why we started playing together. Because, because initially you wanted me to play violin and then casually sing, but then you heard that and you're like, oh wait, no, just sing. Yeah, because you. Since I have known you, it's been really wonderful and weird. The sixth definition of weird is supernatural, and I think that applies here. Thanks. It's been weird to watch you go from a violinist to a singer to where you fill the house with song now with your singing. Yeah. Whereas before you would be going that little violin thing that you used to always play. What a pivot. It was a 
great word. You yeah. pivoted gradually. Because I actually, I actually, it's weird because I, it's finally easy for me to say like, part of me would consider myself more of a singer than. I think, I think a, a big part of you, like from like your feet to your neck, <laughs> that much of you. But chin up is violin. Chin up is violin. Yeah, no, I, I don't I'm even, just, I'm I don't pro, even want to argue with that. No, no, I'm pro you doing the thing that you want to do. Yeah. And I'm pro the thing that makes you feel beautiful and powerful and all those things. Mm-hmm. And when I see you sing, I, ju- I see someone that is just bulletproof. And so we, we've been locked in our apartment forever. Wait, back up really quick. So we started covering Nora Jones at every uh, dinner gig we had. Yeah. Can I tell the story? And also Chasing Pirates some. If you yeah. don't know that song, look it up. It's a great song. It's my favorite Nora Jones song. Can I? One time we were playing this restaurant gig in the early days of OJ. We we played a ton of restaurants for like gigs. three hours. We'd get free dinner and 150 bucks. And we basically made it a date night, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, do you remember what we would always order? We would get um, fried chicken, lima beans, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, and a uh, BLT salad with fried onion rings, and we would share. And we it. would share it. Yep. Aww. Because that's what our that was exactly our food tab. Yeah, but, it would. Al- I would always do the math to where it would be. A- yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But one of those nights, there were, it looked like a high school reunion, and they were hammered. No, no, no. It looked like the Real Housewives of Mississippi. Yes, which is uh, not a show anyone would watch. And Let's be sweet. Oh, sorry, just because I, I'm picturing them in my mind. I love Mississippi, we're, pic- obviously. Yeah, we love Mississippi. Um, you were picturing this table of people. Yes, and no one would watch a show not of this. Kind. Because yeah. they were not charming. They were awful. And they were led by Douche Magoo, uh, the president Oof. of all dillweeds. And <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, he was the worst. And you sang Nora Jones. And this monster comes up slurring his words. And he goes... Listen, 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 listen. And I'm like, no one's talking. And he pulls out a $1 bill. And he pulls out a $1 bill and he puts it in the tip jar. And he goes, I like that one again. And we're like, well, we just played it and there are other people here. So we're just going to go on to the next one. And he goes, you understand, man, I'm willing to pay big money. And I was like, you're willing to pay exactly $1. Yeah. And, that- and you were saying all of this to him. Yeah. Because he was, he was not in a place where he was the worst. Yes. And then he said, I mean, everybody here, we, we all get that she's better than you, right? And it like it turned. Oh, my re- gosh. That hurt me again. I just realized. Do you remember him yeah, saying that? I know. And I, I was like. Is it legal to punch him if he's this drunk? Like, can I punch that him? That night, and you get a lot of weird people for dinner gigs, especially like hecklers, but that night I remember the our waitress even apologized to us on the way out. Yes, because they were terrible. Yeah. But the thing I remember the most besides like, and I, and I didn't feel like he was like getting through to me or anything. It felt like he was just being belligerent or whatever. He's being the worst because he looked at my violin and he said, you're going to pick up your guitar again and play it? Yeah. And that's whenever I knew he was just a monster. And then they left and uh, we had played a three-hour gig. They were there the whole time. They drank before and they drank after we were done. They were there at least four hours. Yeah. And as we were packing up, he goes, no, 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 you're not done. I got money. And money talks. And he put another $1 bill. In the, it was so offensive. And I was just like, I'm not playing for $2, bud. Like, we, you got three hours. We're out of here. Also, and, we ended up getting $40 from him. Do you remember that? No, I didn't. Wow. Yeah. I money can't. bags. 
<laughs> okay, that's pretty good. I guess I'm, I'm no, holding I, a grudge. No, he was the worst, babe. He was the worst. That's a two Nora Jones album in the ni- in the 90s, like 40 bucks. So, anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. anyways, we recorded a video of it. So, we got stir-crazy, and or I got stir-crazy. You, uh, you're, like, doing great, and I just... I've been going through this weird identity crisis and I was just like, I just need to play music. How I, are you doing with that? Do you want to talk a little bit about it or no? Yeah, we can talk about that. You want to talk about that? I just want to, you don't have to go all the way in, but I just want to check on how you're doing. Cool. We'll talk. How about the third thing we talk about is your hair identity, my everything identity. Okay. That feels fair. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so our friend Evan Reese is a local, uh, he's just a film guy in town. And I said, dude, just come to our apartment. Uh, we will sanitize uh, your face as soon as you get here. Uh, just come up and we're going to just do a Nora Jones cover. And, I think we're gonna release it next week. We may release it this week. I don't know. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop it. Like you want to do it really soon because when I get really excited about something, I don't care about the strategy. I just like I want the people to to hear it, you know. And I'm it makes me proud of you. It makes me proud of how far you've come as a singer. It makes me proud of my guitar because it's the first video I've I've like wrecked with that with JoJo and her sweet pinkness. It's such a casual in-home video and I I told Evan this on his way out like something I greatly appreciate about him with video work especially with live videos of us performing he's never once told me hey can you like act like you're more into it or can you like move around a little bit more um and I love that because he and he said yeah I really I really try to just let people be who they are and I've had a lot of bad experiences with um well one that was Kind of the one I'm thinking of. I've had experiences with uh, videographers for live performances. I'm not talking about for music videos because obviously you have to tell me how to be. <laughs> like obviously, if I'm a character, you need to tell like me how to act. Like if you're acting, that's if one I'm thing. acting, that's one thing. Right. But if I'm performing music, to me that is not acting. To me that is performing the music, the yeah, thing I love. Of course. And I don't really want someone to tell me like how to do that. Like I, I really get agitated by that. Um, and we've, uh, I remember, oh, I won't give too many details, but we were doing a video right before we got married. And this jerk, if if homeboy from the restaurant that night was... King Dillweed, isn't that what we called him? King Dillweed. He is this was his dad. Dillwood. Dill, Dillwood. Dill, Dilly. Sure. Okay. He was the worst. And he literally said to me, he, he kept pausing and said, okay... Okay, cool, y'all. Great, great, great. Um, Aaron, real, real quick, can you? Uh, I need you to like move around a little bit more. I need you to do this. I need you to um, just you know, he basically wanted me to be Lindsay Sterling. If you don't know who that is, look it up, and you'll see that she's the direct opposite of me. And then um, I have a lot of respect for her, but that is not my personality. Right. And then the final straw, because I was getting agitated, but I couldn't figure out like if I was wrong. Like we were so new to it, I didn't know. And then he goes, Aaron, Aaron, aren't you, um, aren't you getting married soon? Like, can you like act like you're in love with them? <laughs> and he, and that sounded like he was like coming up with an idea like, oh, this will help. He was being very condescending. It was very much. And he yes. was like, Aaron, uh, just like smile more. And, and it was the same. It was the equivalent of like, whenever you're walking on the street and someone says, hey, you should smile. Yes. 
And it is... Except um, you will have to be seated in that chair and face him because we were in the middle of working with him. Yes. Yeah. It, where, was, if, it's, if it's a dude on the street, you can just be like, get away from me. And then like, keep yeah, going. Yeah, but I had... This dude was um, paying us. So you... Okay, so we got... You drove me home and I just like started crying because I had like... It, it had broke me after it was... I had put on a front and then after it was... Uh, we talked about that again like a year later and we were just like... If that happened to us now, we probably would have left, or we, we would have. Or, we would have been like, "Hey, really quick, we um, this isn't our this isn't our brand. This isn't our style. This right. is not who she is." And because he's not saying smile more, he's saying be someone else. Exactly, and that is so offensive. And I th- I hope that if that happened to us today, you and I would both have the courage and the words and language to say, "Hey." Um, you know, I appreciate you for thinking of this for this project, but I don't think we're the right fit. It doesn't feel like it's right. And I hope that, you know, your desire to say yes to everything would not like triumph over our, uh, um, our morals and our standards of who we act as people. Yes, you know and I mean? we were also very conflict avoidant back then. Oh, of course. And it was in it was in the stage of where you don't want to say no, because if you say no, then maybe people will stop asking. We were told that this guy was like a big deal and where he, we were. And he was. His credentials were enough to be like, hey, let's be on our best behavior. He's like yeah. the man. He also came to a show about a month later. Got hammered. And I was super irritated that he was there. But no, before he was hammered, though... He saw us perform, and he came up to us and told us how great we did. And I would like to think that maybe after that night, he realized this is who she really is. So, And he saw me perform in my natural state. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember it was uh, it was like a long interview, and then we <clears throat> ended up playing a song. And I remember the whole interview, I was just like, this dude sucks. Like, do I say something? Do I not say something? We were so green. We didn't know better. I was also the only female in the room of like 20 people. Which we've come to find out is like just Warning run sign. of the mill. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like what happens. But <clears throat> oh. after that, we we performed. And whenever we finished the song, I looked and he was like bawling. Like through our whole song. And I don't know if that had an impact on it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. be like, okay, you can be a mean because you're going to enjoy our performance. Like no. it was, it was just a very. You needed sh- to know. And it's like, and I, and I don't say this to fault you at all, but I, at the time you did not know how to advocate for me. I didn't know how to advocate. I didn't know for how you. to advocate for myself. I didn't think I knew how to advocate for myself. Yeah. I knew. And what I've learned is that if you have to change who you are, to get invited to the party, the party's gonna suck anyway. The party's not for you. It's not your party. And, and I, I will say the best, the best thing or the most validating thing of that day in regards to you is like, you took me home. I, you kind of like didn't really know what to say, and then I just started crying, and you just like listened to me, and you completely like believed me that it was painful. And I never let it happen again. Yeah. Like we yeah. every now and like. I feel like now I've gone the other way. Mm-hmm. Like you were gluten free 
And if someone throws a piece of bread on the table, I will karate chop them, the piece of bread, and everyone in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I think I've gone the other... do a presentation on what gluten is. Yeah, I'm like, it's funny that you just think everyone can have gluten, and then I'll just (laughs) just be insane. You are a gluten ninja. I'm a gluten ninja, but also I'm an advocate for you. Uh, I know. And I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's all because of Nora Jones. That's all I wanted to say. There it is. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay, I'm very excited about what we're talking about for TV today. Okay. Let me do the theme song. Okay. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. So last week, we went home to your family to see my family. And we stumbled on this TV show that goes against everything that I like in TV because it is mindless, mm-hmm. it is silly, and it is... Uh, it is comfort food in the form of television our sister-in-law was like y'all have you seen the preview for this like do you want to watch this and they had never seen it either and it was a great time it was the most fun we so watched two episodes it's called the floor is lava it's no no there's no the it's floor is lava because really? we had a long argument on whether or not that like the floor is lava yeah it's not the floor it's just floor is lava no i'm saying that was the argument is, yeah is it no. No. <laughs> um, sorry, that was terrible. Uh, I didn't realize that there's not... Okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. I'm just sorry. It's just funny that it, that that's usually the that's conversation what, that happens. Yeah. There's no the? It's on Netflix, and if you... Here, here's... I'm going to set you up for the best viewing experience please describe the show. This, please describe the no, show no, for no. us. I want to set you up for the best viewing experience, and okay. then you can describe what the show actually is. Okay. You have family in town. Yes. And... You go to dinner, no, 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 you order takeout, <laughs> I'm being realistic for right now, Yeah. you order takeout, you come home, y'all are like, what do y'all want to do? Dun, da, 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 floor is lava, okay? Yes. You start it, you don't really give any, any instruction, any description, you just hit play, and you just sit back and have a good old hour together, you laugh, the more people the better but also like we're not really doing that right now so four people still works out really well four people was a great time yes in an alternate time like pre-february when we could still go outside and see things it is the perfect show to watch in the lobby of the dentist office because you're not really bought in and you're just kind of like casually like what's going on on the tv over there and then this like grown man is falling into a pool of orange water. See, here's the thing. I think it's only like truly funny if you like actually intently watch it for the full show. It's a hot take. Lava. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it I like if you're just like peeping in back and forth, it's you're not going to you're not going to laugh as hard unless you like cuz if you're watching hardcore and whenever they slip and fall, you're going to laugh so hard if it's like if you're really into like the theme music and the the soundtrack gets really intense and you listen you're listening to all the banter. Yeah, and I think it's the banter that that rubs me the wrong way cuz the banter is so bad. And you can tell, like, right before they hit record, they're like, okay, we need you to ham up every sentence that you say because this is going on Netflix and we need to fill time. The weirder, the dumber, the The better. The dumber, the better. But it's great, though. I, Yeah, it's a great time. So, basically, Floor is Lava is a game show. It's basically Ninja Warrior, but for blue-collar people that um, played played tennis in high school. No, it's it's for anyone. There is that's what I'm saying. Like it's like no, stewardess, like yes, family members, neighbors. Like very little um, 
training required to attempt because part of the wonder is jumping onto a giant planet shaped ball mm-hmm. and uh, falling into hot water and then your team like dramatically yells because f- you just died in front of them. Yeah. And it's it's just a great time. The theme music or no, I'm sorry, the soundtrack is so funny. I, I wonder for me if the show was such a, su- a success to me is because we're all locked in our apartment. Everything is so depressing in the news. Yeah. And we just need a little bit of sugary candy. You need some silly. I need some silly. We all deserve a little silly and we got it. Here's the thing. I'm going to be, I know this sounds silly, but I do want to keep this segment short for this particular TV week because I think the more information you have, the less like curiosity you have going into it. And I want newcomers to have a little bit of curiosity going into it. Is that fair? I would love it if someone would tell me what... So, because I mentioned Palm Springs last week, and I loved Palm Springs, and someone reached out and was like, hey, I hated that. Listen, I didn't like that. I did not enjoy that a bit. Uh, 10 out of 10 against that movie. And you will probably feel the same way on on a bunch of stuff on this podcast, but... But that's okay. That's part of... That's part of life. But if you... If you watch Floor is Lava, could you just let us know? Can you let us know, one, that you've watched it, and then also... Yeah, tell us how you liked it. Tell us how I you liked it. I just want to take a picture of how you're sitting right now because... Uh-oh. Is this nice? You've got some frog legs happening. Yeah, and it I... feels uh, very... Wait, hold on. Can you stay that way? I'm staying. Stay that way? Staying. Stay that <laughs> <laughs> Babe, you look great. Just Thank like you. as a whole. Is this just a video? How many pictures are you taking? No, I... keep your hand there. Okay. This is my promo for the podcast. I love that. Boom. Got it. So yeah, okay, Floor is Lava, mm-hmm. big, big recommend, even down to the big, host. The host looks just like in, everyone's uncle. But you have to do it in the way that I recommended, of the, like, with, family is really fun, or even with some friends, but post-dinner vibes, if you know what I'm saying, and it, don't watch it by yourself. Yeah, this is not a show that you pour a glass of Pinot Grigio and right. you put on a button-down shirt, and you like go to do something philosophical. This is not that vibe. The vibe is, uh, I just ate way too much macaroni and cheese. I'm my family's in town. We've been talking. We're kind of done with conversation. We want to just laugh now. Yeah, the vibe is like my aunt made us some Moscow mules that were awesome. Yes some snacks, and you just go for it. And I think a lot of the charm of the show is you're watching yourself. In like, how would I do this silly yeah. gymnastic thing? Yeah. Uh, and like, for example, you and I talked about how we would make terrible partners in it. Well, that's a scenario where no one would have to tell me to ham it up because I would be so petrified the whole time. It would be like when you play Mario Kart. Yeah. Plus, whenever you're yeah. about, yeah, it, it would just, it would be delightful. Yeah. Okay. So floor is lava. 10 out of 10. Floor is <clears throat> lava. Floor is lava. What is. What did I say? Floor isn't. I just wanted to say it again. Floor is lava. Okay, let's talk about, do you want to talk about your haircut or do you want to talk about me having a meltdown this week? Oh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in today. I just, I had a lot of thoughts. I, know I should have said this at the top of the episode, but I feel like I fought through it. I'm kind of just in, the, I'm kind of in a bad mood today and... 
Your I'm mouth always, is moving so much. I know. I'm always, I'm always very thankful <laughs> that when I know you it. point it out because yeah. then we can talk about it. Because there's never a good time to be like, hey, do you want to talk about that bad, that bad <laughs> move you're obviously in? I hate whenever people say that to me. And, and um, That's another thing. You're in a bad mood, but I feel like there is this <laughs> second Aaron in the apartment, <laughs> a less cool it's Aaron. It's like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't, I, don't say it. And I'm just like, hey, if yeah. we just point out that she's here, we can feed her and then she'll go home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very that, helpful. That's very helpful yeah, that I you're know. pointing out. It is. So, okay. I don't know if this is where it started. And, but I appreciate you waiting until the end. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, I, if I was listening to this and I'm like, oh, Aaron's in a bad mood today. I'm going to skip this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to skip if this. If you've made it this far, Aaron is coming out of her bad mood. Sure. I'm watching you grow out because I grow knew you were in a bad time. mood, but I've seen you go. I know. You're standing up a little bit taller every every so second. So I think it's a couple. It's a couple of things. Um, well, one, I woke up in the like my alarm went off in the middle of like a REM sleep, so I was like very disoriented. Groggy. I also had a dream that I would I went on a road trip with people from high school that I don't even talk to anymore. There were five of us that left for the road trip. Six of us going back home. And it was like 20 hours away from here for some reason. And so we went to go on the way back home. And they're like, okay, Aaron, put the rest of your stuff in the trunk. And I did. And while I was doing that, everyone claimed a seat in the car. And there were only five seats. And there were six of us now on the way home. And I was like, where the heck am I going to sit? And they're like, well, just ho hold on to the back of the trunk. Until we can drop off so and so, the Great extra advice. guy. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, so my little legs were dangling, and I was just hanging on to the windowless trunk, mm. and terrifying, right? Yeah. And I, we were twenty hours away, but somehow we were also in my dad's backyard. So there's a lot of I think there's a a therapist could really tear this apart. Also the high school thing, like all of it. So then I like really put my foot down. I was like, you guys. This is not safe and I'm not doing this. I'm going to Uber to the location where we're dropping off so-and-so and then then I can fit in the car. And they're like, no, Aaron, we're not doing that for you. And I was like, fine, give me my shoes. I'm walking home. And so then I hitchhiked the whole way home. Hit hitchhiked? And then I hitchhiked and then I also like hitchhiked. somehow I got to my Nana's house and was able to like stay with my Nana for a little bit. There, There's so many emotions. So I woke up very angry that my so-called friends did this to me. So I was in a bad mood from that, and I just like couldn't shake it, and I don't know why. Sometimes was, you have dreams where I am mean to you, and, I and you so wake mad. up mad at me. For sure. Yeah. So it was one of those, um, but I also, I, I'm signed up to go to yoga tonight, and you know how much I love hot yoga. I freaking love it, but you love it. if I have it scheduled later in the day, I think I'm not super kind to myself leading up to it. Okay. Because I've gotten to the point now where I've done it for three, a little over three years now. Okay. And I think I'm to the point, I'm getting in my head like I did about violin of like, well, now with violin, it's like, oh, you've done this for 20, almost 25 years. You should be this by now. Mm. And so I think with yoga, I'm telling myself before I go to a class, you've been doing it for three years. You should be this by now. You should be able to bend into a pretzel. Exactly. Or like, yeah. And so that... I think my self-talk throughout the day is just, 
I have longer time to be negative to myself, but as opposed to going at noon, then I don't have as much time to be negative to myself. Because you've only been awake for 15 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, that was a stupid okay. joke. And Sorry. then the release, though, of like whenever I finish a hot yoga class, you know I feel like 10 out of 10. Yeah. So and I, I think... The that. chemicals in your brain that work against you are always interesting to me because they're so mean. When you ha when you're building up to yoga or a run or whatever, you'll be like, "I hate everything. I hate you. I'm moving I'm out. So I'm done irritated. with this." And yeah. then the second you do yoga, you come back and you're like, "I saw rainbows," <laughs> and it's like it's just so strange to me. I know. And um, I know that if you if you decide to go, because you also do this thing <laughs> where, uh, and I'm not making fun of it, it's just part of your process. You want to know what that alarm is? What? Yoga question mark. <laughs> because because, <laughs> because um, they have this thing now where you have, if, you, if you're going to not go, you need to cancel your scheduling six hours before so you don't get charged $20. So I'm at that window of it's about six hours until the class. I know. And you also grapple with it like it's a grizzly bear. Every time you sign up for it, you're like, I'm not doing it today. I'm not doing yoga ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and then like this, I already went for a run today. And I think that was so that I could be like, you're not going to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But then now my question mark alarm just came on and I think I'm going to do it. I think you should, because as soon as you cancel it, you feel bad that you cancel it. Yeah. What the heck is wrong with me? You are work. <laughs> <laughs> to myself, you know? To yourself. So but let's anyways, start with that haircut. So I got a haircut. If I want a haircut, it has to happen instantly. Like, I, like there's a, um, a walk-in. No, disagree. What? You talk about what? getting a haircut 365 days of the year. <laughs> It feels you like I wake at, up and decide. You look in the mirror and you go, I just need a haircut. I need balayage. I need an updo. <laughs> I need a perm. <laughs> and you never do anything, but you talk about it all the time. <laughs> and then one day you wake up and you're like, hey, I know that I've like haven't mentioned this before, <laughs> but like... I've been thinking about getting a haircut. I'm like, you yeah. haven't had a thought about a haircut that you didn't say oh my out gosh, loud you're so since right. we've known it's each so other. It's so funny because it feels so um, spur of the moment to me. Yeah, but and it's you're not. right. It's not. So anyways, uh, there's a chicken Athens that will come to your porch and do an outside cut and color. It was amazing. A lot of times. Pandemic whenever you, haircut. A lot of times whenever you leave the salon, um, it's so frustrating because you're like, man, how do I fix my hair like that? They did a great job. But because of the pandemic, hey -oh, uh, I got to style my hair myself because she did everything she could do outside. Then she'd be like, okay, go upstairs. I need you to wash out this coloring. I need you to wash twice and then come back down with pretty sopping wet hair. I was like, got it. She put a little bit of product in it and she's like, I want you to, do you have a diffuser? And I was like, yes. She's like, go upstairs, diffuse your hair. This is how you do it. And so it was so cool because I wasn't, I didn't have to wake up the next day and be like, how do I do this? Um, anyways, here's yeah, the emotional breakdown. that's about as specific as, of a haircut as I could probably get through. Um, babe, women know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I know. Also, let me go to the, also, be nice to me. Also, <laughs> emotional side of this haircut. This is what that's happened. What, that's what I'm interested this in. This is what happened. I felt so good about my haircut. Yes. I felt amazing. And you took a picture of me, which was really sweet, and I was so excited to post it. But then, because I was, like, proud of it. I regret doing that, and I should have let my haircut be my haircut for three, three days. And I know it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but what happened to me emotionally is I said, hey, look, um, let me get in my head about this by posting it. And so I posted it, and I've gotten positive feedback on it, but I also... Uh, 
I know the it's feedback like, didn't meet your expectations. It didn't meet my expectations, and I also know that this is a this is kind of a bold haircut. Yes, and I'm not used to that. And I do know that people probably have negative opinions about it because maybe it's not something they would feel comfortable doing themselves. And I understand that. And also, they might not think that it looks great on me, and that's okay. But I allowed that to happen by posting it the same day, and I should not have done that. And I, well, I, because it took the joy. It took the joy because I had so much joy from it. But then I, as soon as I put it in other people's hands, not that no one's been mean to me. I want to be very clear. This is 100% in my head. And I also think that um, it made me realize, like, gosh, are we, are we posting the things on social media that we're insecure about because we need validation on it? Yeah, and you have a rule with me of don't send anyone your ideas. Like you told me during quarantine, like you have to go like a month without sending Let anyone your yours, ideas. Yeah. And it's the same thing because yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. And then I send it to someone and they're like, yeah, dude, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't they get it? Oh, this must not be as good as I thought it was. I'm nothing. Oh, for sure. They're bad talking me to their friends and yes. all this kind of stuff. So um, this self body image, image as a whole is the thing that I struggle am the most insecure about yes about myself and so i should have known better to post it because i I should have just kept that joy to myself yeah for a little bit and and let it become mine before i made it about or before i tried to like defeat i don't know like before i decided to like tackle my like inner critic that hard you know yeah but because that was like self-sabotage why did i do that it because you were excited, and that's the same reason I send it to people. Like, I send songs to people is because I'm excited. And But really, yeah, that's true. you need to sell, like, the celebration needs to happen within you. Yes. Because and I've seen you get haircuts before, and you'll, you'll get a haircut, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Thank you so much. Here is your tip. Thank you so much. And then you will walk away, and you'll be like, I hate it so much. <laughs> and then, yeah. but I watched you get, because the, the salon lady wanted me to take your picture, and I could see you genuinely being like, whatever your name is, I like really like love this haircut. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is the first time I've ever seen Aaron surprised and elated over an image thing in real time. Yeah. And it was just, it was, ve- yeah, it was a very interesting, and I was very stoked for you to the point where I was like, I like, I want to be exactly what she needs me to be so she can fist pump this moment. Yeah. Um, and I love your haircut. Because it's such a bold new direction for me. And I, I kind of posted about this, but I really will. I, I romanticize past Aaron so much more than I do me in the present, which is so unfair. But I'll look back at pictures and be like, oh my gosh, look how great my hair was. Look how look how small I was. Look how whatever, you know, and I, I romanticize that. So a haircut is something that you can change about yourself instantly. And so I will look back at pictures and be like, I just need to do that haircut and then I will I will, I will feel the way I did back then. But it's but I didn't even like the way I felt about myself that back then. I just think that I will feel the way I look whenever I look at that picture of like that's what I want. And then this time I was just like, No, you're not doing that again. You need to get something that is Let's for, break through new ground. Let's break through new ground. And um and I did and I just want to be better about that. Yeah. So. I feel like because I know you have to go, I wanna I don't wanna leave people hanging that I want to close all the ends that we uh, opened on this. Uh, I feel like I'm experiencing a similar thing right now. Yeah. And 
my thing isn't I want to go back. It's I felt less like like we we spent the better part of a decade, like eight years, we've been plowing the field of music to do this. And the past four months of pandemic, I feel like we're further away from it, just like every musician is. I'm not unique. I'm not special to be bummed. Um, but I'm going through kind of like an identity crisis with it. And it has been weighing down on me in a way I was not expecting. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I wish I could do something cool, like get a haircut. Um, but I also like, I did get a dope dream guitar that is pink and wonderful that I like has brought me like so much joy. Um, but it's, you know, I think that there's so much grace we're not giving ourselves. Yeah. Especially right now, because all you're, all you can do is sit in your home with your feelings and there's no way to escape them. And I, I would encourage anyone that's feeling similar things to sit with it and to push through it as long as it takes, because you have nothing better to do. Yeah. Um, because this is something that I've needed to address in myself for a really long time, but I've had an escape because I can go and play the show. But it'll show up it'll, again. Yeah. It won't go away. Yeah. And it's just, this has been work that I've been putting off and work that is just, it's good. It's good to do. So if you're struggling, if you're bummed, because last week I was super bummed. I feel like I'm at a at a five this week. Um, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, and I, I want to enjoy being less than a seven on the scale because I never give myself permission to do that. You know, I, sometimes I feel like I'm a, a sad clown singing happy songs, but I I don't get to. I'm in denial sometimes and yeah. quarantine has helped me like sit in it, sit in it and give those things names. But, yeah. uh, I love you. Well, I'm proud of you for doing that. I'm I proud of you, you for your haircut. I'm proud of you for, um, Nora Jones, which I think people are going to be excited to see you come alive. I in. love that we did videos in our apartment. I think that's so cool. It's also important to say the video was pre haircut because you got the haircut yesterday. Cause whenever I edited it, I was like editing it. And I was like, that's not what she looks like now. But have you gotten used to it yet? Yeah, of course. I haven't. You haven't? No, I don't have a part anymore. Well, I don't have to I don't have to do the work for it. Like you went on a run and you were like, How do you run with bangs? I it was like the parting of the Red Sea, just like flopping in the wind. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> it's like, I can so it went like, it was like Yeah. I love your stance right now. I love everything about you. Are you cool if I post this picture of you as a frog? I haven't seen it yet. It can't be flattering. Yeah. Okay. I love you. I'll send it to you first. Love you too. Okay. Okay.